I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson and our special partners from Montecito Bank and Trust. And Vicki, as always, I'm going to let you do the introduction. Okay, thank you, Patty. Nice to be here and nice to welcome once again Doris Roof, Senior Fraud Specialist from Montecito Bank and Trust. And Doris, good to have you back. And I understand you have a story for us today about a customer who was trying to do a transaction with Venmo and things kind of went awry. And tell us what happened, please. I sure. Thank you for having me. What had happened is a customer had called into us and stating that she had an issue and realized that she was scammed, basically. She had stated that she had tried to transfer some money over to her son. And when she attempted to do that, she was declined. Now, I'm not sure exactly why she was declined initially by Venmo, but in having that decline and her son needing that money, she looked up the phone number for Venmo in hopes that she could resolve it right away and then continue with sending the money. Well, when she went to go search for the Venmo phone number, what popped up was actually a fraudulent Venmo site. And the phone number that popped up was actually what she stated was an 828 number. And to me, that should be one of the signals when you are looking up a company of some sort and trying to call in. Generally, they will be an 800 number or like an 855 number. That is like one sign first right off the bat to look for. But what happened is she continued, she called that number of the 828 and she spoke to what she states as a James Ryan. And of course, they're going to use all different kinds of names. That's just a name that she was told. And then they told her that there was an issue with her IP address and that's why the Venmo transaction was declined. So she said, okay, and how can I get this fixed? And they asked to be remoted in. And when they remoted in, they were on the phone for about two hours uh, with that person. The scammers are trying to get as much information about that individual as they can and also stay on their computer as long as they can so that they can see what else is stored on the computer, you know, tax returns, whatever. But the case was that she was told to open her device. He remoted in. He told her that he had cleaned up her computer about 60% of it, but he still needed to continue. And it continued for two hours. What she found was they did take about $2,000 from her account. They transferred it from not our bank account, but another bank account that she had to a money transfer. And they transferred about $2,000 out of her account. She contacted the other bank, closed their account, and but she wanted to make sure that there was nothing on our side and what she needed to do. We're not sure exactly how the scammers are doing it, but they set up these fraudulent accounts either for like Venmo or PayPal, anything to get you to contact that phone number that they have on this fraudulent site that looks like a legitimate site. So a customer is thinking they're contacting Venmo when really they're not. 
scammers' information for the fraudulent Venmo always seems to appear first instead of the legitimate Venmo site. So my suggestion, one, look for an 800 or an 855 number. And also, when you click on that, look to see if it's a secure site in HTTPS just to make sure that you're really logging into a Venmo site. And once again, Venmo would never ask to remote into your computer. There's no need for them. They have all that information on their side, and they should be able to tell from on their side what the issue was as far as why you're being declined. Basically, no one really will ask to remote in. And that's kind of the bottom line anymore for anything. If they're asking to get into your computer because they're going to help you fix it, they're not. They're going to make it worse for you. That's really important advice. And we've had this come up before with other folks. How did she find this number? Did she Google it? Was yes. the first site? Okay. Mm-hmm. So these scammers get their numbers at the top of all of the listings. Somehow they are able to get up there, maybe the first one, two, or three. And so Mm -hmm. you don't realize that you're talking to a scammer. You think you've actually reached the real company. I love this advice. First of all, be suspicious of any site that pops up Mm -hmm. first. That's number Mm -hmm. one. Look for the 800 or the 855 phone number. That's something I would not have known to do. The fraudulent phone number was an 828 number, which immediately made you suspicious. Next, see if it's HTTPS, which means that it is a secure site, which is what a company like Venmo would use. Venmo or any other legitimate company is never going to ask you to remote in. I think it was also interesting, the point that you made about them keeping you on for hours. Really, what they're doing is trying to mine whatever information they can get off of your computer during that period of time, whether it's your bank accounts or your credit card information or your retirement accounts, whatever you have on there, that's what they're trying to figure out how to access. And I do want to bring one other topic up, especially with this holiday season right now. And it's going to be busy in the stores. Lots of people are going to be out. I can tell you that one of our customers reported to us, and this was local. They were in a store, and this was an elderly woman that asked for help. And while our customer helped this older woman, her wallet was stolen. They took her wallet out and immediately went to town and charging up all kinds of charges, including like $7,000 on department store. And not only that, it's her ID. So ID theft comes into it and it's just not what you want during the holidays or any time. Yeah, I have a question for you, Doris. We've often said that credit cards are safer than debit cards, but you know, you can use your debit card like a credit card where you don't have to put the code in or the password. So are you protected at all if somebody steals your debit card? You are protected. Yeah. The debit card falls under what's considered regulation E and and the E stands for electronic. So any type of electronic transaction, it's just there's a different set of protections under credit cards. If you've got your debit card stolen, like in this case, they did use like over $1,000 on the debit card, but you have a limit of how much you can purchase also on a debit card. So it was close to the limit, but they would be protected. 
I thought a debit card you could use as much as was available on your card. No, I know uh, you're limited to how much you can take out per day. And well, yeah, as, as cash is also the same. for purchases, oh, there's okay. a limit. It's much higher than mm-hmm. taking out cash, but there is a limit and it's based on what the bank determines. I see. They feel comfortable to do their business with. That's interesting. While we're on the subject of giving warnings, I was planning to bring this up today too. We're all familiar, I'm sure, with the major cryptocurrency exchange failure or fraud, however you want to describe it, which wiped out, completely wiped out many crypto investors. I mean, people lost fortunes in this particular incident. And of course, we've talked about how scammers follow the headlines. So guess what? Because so many people have lost money in a cryptocurrency scam or what Ponzi scheme or whatever it was, scammers are now out there offering recovery services to people oh, who have lost money. Oh, yes. gosh. <laughs> it always follows. It always follows. They just swoop in, don't they? they? They swoop in before you can even think straight about it. And so they'll impersonate the government or a company or some other organization saying that they can help you recover all of that money. And they've got lots of stories to convince you that they can actually do that. But first, of course, they'll tell you that you have to pay them a fee or else give them your financial information so that they can put those lost funds right back into your account. In either event, your money will be gone. Warnings are don't pay anyone who contacts you offering to recover money that you lost to a scam. Nobody legitimate is going to do that. And of course, if they ask for a fee, that is our huge red flag. And if you're at all tempted, Google the company and pair it with the word complaint, scam, or review and see what people say. And then finally, If scammers tell you to pay, we've said this a thousand times before, if scammers tell you to pay by gift card, cryptocurrency, or wire transfer, be sure that it is a scam. So I feel terribly sorry for people that lost money in this cryptocurrency failure. But if somebody contacts you, and even if they pretend to be from the government and tells you that they can recover your money, they cannot. It is a scam. So there you go. And this was from the Federal Trade Commission, just hot off the presses. Well, thank you, Vicki. That's very interesting. And how quick they seize the moment of the crypto taking a tank, that they're Absolutely. right there to tank it a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so Doris, do you have anything else for us today? Or is that it? Was That's really it for today. Okay. Yeah. I do have some good news. So I can share that now if you wish. Recently, two California men were sentenced to up to 11 years for money laundering in aid of a multi-million dollar conspiracy committed by, guess who? Nigerian nationals, which, as I've said many times before, this is where a lot of the scams originated. So these scams included business email compromise, romance scams, that's a big Nigerian favorite, installing malware for identity theft and numerous other things. And the money was transferred to Nigeria, to the crooks in Nigeria, through fraudulent bank accounts, cryptocurrency, Western Union, once again, our old favorite, and MoneyGram. And in all, these money launderers laundered about $6 million, but they were just a small part of this conspiracy. They were the two that were living here in the United States and helping out these crooks. 
80 defendants, 8-0 defendants have been charged, and some were actually arrested and picked up in Nigeria. So once again, my message to you is, if you've been scammed, please take that time and report it to the FBI, www.ic3.gov, or the Federal Trade Commission, ftc.gov, because sometimes, with a lot of help, these scammers do get caught and prosecuted. So Patty, that's my message for today. Well, that is a wonderful message, Vicki. It always brings a smile to my face when we have some good news at the end. And would you give the fraud hotline for people? Of course, area code 805-568-2442. And again, that's area code 805-568-2442. And if you want to watch past episodes or listen to past episodes, we're on pretty much all the podcast sites and you can go to our YouTube channel called Scam Squad. Be sure to subscribe. And if you have questions, we might start answering them on the air. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.